We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Perhatch, joined always by the Reverend Dusty Evely. <laughs> Model UN, Sarah Kelleher. Kids, what's going on today? Just, just sticking with us, huh, Steve? Oh, I love it. I love having <laughs> names for you. And I said, I'm going to have to continually update them because Model UN is starting to fade a little bit for me. Like, she, it's been a couple of weeks since she's mm-hmm. been at the UN. Like, we, you know, but I do, I do enjoy the nicknames, you know, kind of like Rogers, you know, puts a Y on everybody's name. But you already have Dusty, so I can't do that. It's good so point. It's good you point. just married somebody, we call you Reverend, we call you the Rev. kind of works. So, Reverie. I'm, you call him Reverie. What? Reverie? Because you just said you'd put a Y on the end of it. Well, that'd be Revy, but not Revry. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How is it possible Sarah's the only one who doesn't drink on this podcast? <laughs> We're off to a really good start. I'm excited oh. about where this is going. How you doing, Dusty? Great. Great. Outstanding. I went to a wedding this past weekend, and I kid you not, in the middle of it, it's this beautiful ceremony, super well done, and the person's officiating the wedding and dead in the middle of it in my head. I'm like, just started picturing if Dusty was doing it. And I was like, Oh my God. Like yeah. it was so funny. Cause I'm like kind of giggling to myself and I'm like, I felt like people were looking at me like, why is she laughing? But I was just like, <laughs> I'm like, Dusty was up there. And then same with the DJ. 
I was mm-hmm. like, that was Dusty too. <laughs> yeah, I probably did a worse job than than both of those people. So it is the Thursday edition. Normally, yeah, I'm just I'm just moving through. Like we're we're done with the wedding talk. I think we've bored people enough. Let's jump into it because we got a lot of crap to talk about today. Normally, my list, my laundry list of things to talk about for this podcast is small, so it ends up being me ranting about stupid stuff and talking about Oreos. But we got a lot of Packers stuff to jump into, so I'm really excited. I know you guys are too. We had a lot of fun beforehand, kind of running through it all. But Packers have made some moves today, so. They have signed wide receiver Ryan Grant to the 53-man roster. Um, Sarah, I know you kind of had read over the article that the Packers posted about him. You guys kind of want to talk about that just for a little bit? Yeah, so the Packers basically posted a five things to know about him and get to know about him just to kind of give everyone a brief overview, which I found super helpful because I didn't know much about him. Um, so I thought it was funny, the first point on this list, it says, this is not the same Ryan Grant who used to play for the Packers. So that one's pretty clear. I don't think we have to get into that. Um, the second one was that the Packers are his fourth team. So his first year in the NFL was in 2014 with the Redskins, and he played four seasons there. Um, then he moved on to the Colts last year, and then he went to Oakland. And overall in his career, he has 123 receptions for 1,333 yards and seven touchdowns. It said that last year he was actually in line to get a multi-year contract from Baltimore as a free agent, but he failed his physical due to an ankle injury he was dealing with, so then he ended up signing the one-year deal with the Colts and has kind of bounced around since then. He, It also shared that his best season was in Washington in 2017 and that that season he caught 45 passes for 573 yards and four touchdowns, and he – had a career-best 12.7 yards per catch. So not terrible. That's pretty good. And basically it said he's only been to the playoffs once, and his lone career playoff appearance was against the Packers. So that's kind of interesting. And then it just talked a little about his college career. He went to Tulane, um, and he was drafted in the fifth round, I believe. And that was pretty much it. It was a brief overview, but I found it pretty helpful. So hopefully you guys did too. Pretty cool, yeah. I mean, my best hope is that he wears number 25 and that will be authorized by the NFL because, I mean, it has to be. Same name, same number. I mean, that, that'll that work, right, Dusty? Uh, yeah, I don't see any issues with it. I see zero issues with it <laughs> whatsoever, Steve. <laughs> uh, so corresponding move in order to add Ryan Grant, they have released Trey Carson. Um, they have signed uh, Tremont Smith and running back Demaria Crockett to the practice squad and then ended up releasing tight end Ethan Wolf from the practice squad who had just signed with them last week. So whole slew of moves were made. Um, Dusty, what are you thinking initially to kind of all this moving around and everything like that? I mean, everybody's been clamoring for a wide receiver, so they made that, that initial move. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of what we talked about. It's still some of this roster trend. I mean, we talked about uh, the, the tight end last week that we kind of were like, oh, he's a body. And it turns out he was he was a body for a week. Uh, you know, Carson got uh, some playing time. I've never been – I've not been a huge fan of Carson, so letting him go is fine. Like I said, the, the wide receiver stuff has been – man, I mean, Adam's out. And then I'm not a big Allison fan, but, you know, him him leaving uh, with, with that concussion 
or just being concussion. The dude was knocked out cold. Uh, and he's missing at least this week. And chest, and chest injury. And chest injury. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they needed a receiver. Ryan Grant, um, I'm not, I, I don't know that I'm huge on Ryan Grant, but as far as like veteran depth, like that's good. They're, you know, they're what the, it's still, they're still churning that bottom. It's still good because it never seems like he's, he's settling on anything. They need a wide receiver. They got a wide receiver without trading for one. And then they're kind of still just churning at the bottom. They're churning practice squad, churning that bottom of the roster. I'm, I'm totally here for it, man. You're just trying to improve that that bottom five to ten percent, and he's he is not not sitting back uh, twiddling his thumbs. I, I'm big, big fan. Yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. I think we kind of talked a little bit before the show too. There's Twitter is all about trading for a wide receiver right now, so I like this move just because you're not giving up any draft stock, like you said, and you're getting somebody who's a veteran. You're not going after another undrafted. Uh, free agent of like the first year out of the league. Like this is somebody who's been in an NFL locker room, knows how to play, like knows how to run it with an NFL uh, playbook. So I think it's a good move. And I mean, with the two running backs that they've got right now, I think they should be just fine putting Trey, uh, waving Trey Carson shouldn't be that big of an issue, but more exciting news is that the Packers have designated rookie tight end, Jay Sternberger, to return from the IR, so he will be eligible to be playing in week number nine. So I think that's that's pretty exciting, you know, with the uh, poo-poo platter that has been the tight end room so far. I think that's an exciting kind of thing. Like somebody who, you know, has been around the locker room still for these weeks and been able to study the playbook and knows it. It's not some somebody you're trading for and jumping right into and throwing them into the fire. This is somebody who's kind of been around it, so... As a pass-receiving tight end, I'm excited to get him back and see what he can actually do in, in the regular season of the NFL. Sarah, what do you think about this one? Oh, yeah, I was super happy when I saw this news break on Twitter earlier today. And um, being honest, I was a little surprised to see it come so soon, but it was a good surprise. I'm just like you, Steve, super excited to see him get involved. I haven't been super pleased with everything that the tight ends have done so far this season, it's been frustrating that time, so I'm hoping getting him in the mix um, adds a little bit of a spark there, whether that's the other guys are stepping up because they're like, oh, hey, he's here and we got to compete, or he's bringing something to the table. I really hope any of that happens, and I'm just excited to see what comes out of it. And also on the front of people coming off the pup, the IR, um, we have Ibrahim Campbell coming is starting to practice this week. Uh, the team now has a three-week window to figure out if they're going to activate him from the pup or shut him down for the year. So uh, we saw him last year, had a couple glimpses of him. He flashed at times, um, just wasn't able to stay healthy. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you add another safety to the mix that knows Petten's system, had some experience. Dusty, what were your thoughts on Campbell from last year? I liked him. I, I mean, it was <laughs> – it's tough, right? Because it's all relative. It was sure. he's, you're stacking up there against like Bryce and like well Campbell looked good, but he was he was, <laughs> he was up against Bryce, so like it wasn't really that great. It was just this sliding scale. Hey man, Bryce could hit really hard. Bryce, if if he could line up a guy, buddy, I tell you what, I tell you, you hear that see that Cole Beasley hit? If he could just do that all the time. Um, yeah, I liked Campbell. Uh, I, I'm not. I think Redmond has been really inconsistent. So if he kind of comes in, kind of takes over that role, we don't know. You know how how long Savage is going to be out for? I don't think he practiced this week. I know we have not done an injury report yet, but 
I really like Campbell as kind of that depth guy, and he did show enough uh, last year, and it kind of showed a little uh, positional flexibility as well. To uh, like you said, he was using Petten system. He looks like he could look like you move him around a little bit. I don't know that he's going to be the answer to any big question, but I do think he he showed enough enough solid skills last year to be excited to kind of have him back in the fold. All right, so. Speaking of the injury report, let's just jump right in because the Wednesday report was released. The Packers are coming off of a short week, uh, obviously Monday Night Football, so they did not actually practice today, um, but I'm actually reading that. Yeah, the Packers did not practice on Wednesday. Okay, interesting. Uh, but so the Wednesday participation would be Devontae Adams and Geronimo Allison listed as DNP. I mean... We're assuming that Allison's not playing on Sunday, right? Be shocked if he does. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that, that's just exactly what I thought, but I just wanted to double-check that I'm not the crazy person because <laughs> normally that is the case. Uh, Jimmy Graham is listed as did not participate with an ankle, um, so that'll be interesting to see how that moves forward. Rodgers was limited with a knee. Darnell Savage did not participate again with the ankle. Um Robert Tanyan was limited with a hip, and then MVS with the ankle knee was a did not participate. Dusty, you had kind of said you thought that might be just uh, give them a little bit, an extra day of rest kind of thing. Possibly, I hope so. I don't recall seeing anything in the game that necessarily said that that was going to be awful. So I, I and he, I he did jump back in in the fourth quarter. So yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and he was back in. Oh, the third quarter. Sorry. I was going to say like I don't think he missed a whole lot of time, right? Because he went down. And it was oh crap. I can't remember exactly when he went down. Was that first half, maybe towards the end of the first half? It was the first half, I think, near the end of the second quarter. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he was back in early third. So he didn't he didn't yeah, miss they, much. It was actually pretty funny because they were talking about how uh, the sideline reporter was talking about how she didn't – she had talked to LaFleur yeah. and didn't <laughs> know if he was going to be in. Yeah. And there's like a, there was a live shot of him, like, running out and uh, like going out for a route. And I'm like, uh, looks like he's okay. Yeah, that may have been first play of the second half. So it was, yeah. yeah. It was the first play of the second half. Yeah. Yes. So either they shot him up with something and then it ended up being worse than they thought and they decided to sit him, or it's just a little extra time. I, I expect him to be out there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason to not expect him to be out there. So you're, you're thinking it was a little varsity blues style, like put a shot in the knees, like you give him that shot. You find yourself another quarterback. That's right. That's right. You got get, get some mocks up in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a highly underrated movie. <laughs> highly underrated. Even if like it, some of this, the football scenes don't make sense. Like if you watch it, they, they receive the first half kickoff and the second half kickoff. Well, you know, it, okay. it happens sometimes if you defer the first half and then the other team doesn't know and they say we want to kick. <laughs> I guess you're I right. I think that's probably what happened. Uh, so, that, that had to be it. Yeah. It's, hey, not, it's he, not that they didn't know a lot about football when they made that move. Hey, Steve, he doesn't want your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a horrible fake accent. Uh, outstanding. Uh, okay. Uh, side note to one thing that we have seen all over Twitter is people want Manny Sanders in a Green Bay Packers uniform. We at least know that um, – <laughs> Sorry, there's a knock on my door from my four-year-old daughter. So uh, you guys talk and while, while about Manny Sanders and what's going on because it has been released that the Packers have at least checked in on him. So they have checked in and multiple other teams have checked in and they have been rebuffed by the Broncos saying that uh, he is not available right now. So to you, Dusty, what does that mean that he is not available right now? 
Uh, we kind of talked about that before the show, so I don't want to steal Steve's thunder even as he vacates his chair. But uh, it is the Broncos are two and four right now. Uh, the Chiefs with Mahomes are kind of fading a bit. The Chargers are not what they were. They're only they're one and one in the division. So I can see either you know Elway kind of saying I think Elway last week said something to the effect of we're we're going to try to win and two and four is not great, but there's also not completely out of it given how that division is currently shaking out. Uh, so I could see them seeing like one or two more weeks and we kind of see how some of this stuff goes. So the fact that he is, they're not doing it right now. They might, if they lose this week or if they lose in two, the next two weeks, then you're probably having a conversation, but right. I, I could see oh, two and two and four, you're not doing anything. So I, I do think they're hanging on a little more when they shouldn't be, but if they lose this week, especially if they lose big, I could see him. I could see him opening up. At least I hope. It's it's his last year in Denver, right? Like if they're not going to win, there's no reason to keep him around if they can get a draft pick out of him. So I've seen conflicting reports. I'm not sure. We got to figure out if he's. I've seen stuff where he has one more year in Denver, but I've also I've also seen stuff saying he's a rental for this year. I thought AJ Green was a rental and and. Um, Sanders was available for a year and a half. So and this is his. He's an un, unrestricted free agent after this year. This is Emmanuel okay. Sanders' the last year know. under contract. Yeah. What's his cap? He's at like a thirteen million cap. It's, it, isn't it's he? big. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a shade under thirteen million. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That'll be so. It'll be interesting to see. But I mean, I saw a lot of people saying, "Well, this should, this will shut down all the Manny Sanders Manuel Sanders conversation." I'm like, "No, it doesn't. It just said right now." Uh, and especially if somebody's like, hey, we'll give you a second-round pick, yeah, they'll take that. So I think it's just a kind of plotting and scheming type of thing from, from L.A. To, to throw that out there. Cause th- I mean, they're, not, they're going nowhere, let's be honest. It seems it seems very likely they're not doing anywhere. But like, like, like I kind of mentioned when you were away, Steve, I mean, like, as we talked about before the show, if they lose this next week and it's 2-5 and five instead of 2-4 – and four, that's a different story, but right now sure. it's like you're right on you're right on the edge. Of, man, I don't know if we win the next two when we're four and four, uh, they're not going to win the next two. They're not a good team. I think Joe Joe Flacco is going to lead them to the promised land. Do you? Okay. I do not know. I'm very excited. Very excited to see it. <laughs> hey, good for you for believing that. Like, I don't know. I don't know about. I mean, that. the the one thing about that dude is he's a, he has an impressive arm. Like, if he's in the thin Denver air, he could probably chuck the ball from a goal line to the goal line. Like, yeah, so could Uncle Rico, and he's not <laughs> doing anything right now. <laughs> Watch this. I'm gonna throw this over the Denver mountains. Throw it over the mountains, dude. He used to be able to. Joe Flacco used to throw a football quarter mile up in Denver. So. Just saying, Steve. It could happen. You never know. <laughs> All right. So what we've been doing the last every pretty much every week, as long as it's not a game day, is we do a breakdown of the Packers' offense uh, versus whoever the their opponent's defense is for that week. So Packers' offense versus Raiders' defense. Um, Sarah, why don't you start and tell me just what's your the big takeaway, the big thing you're looking for this week uh, from that situation? Basically. Well, from the research that I found and when I looked up on this before we started talking tonight was I just looked at where the Oakland Raiders defense fell compared to everyone else, and it was not great. A lot of their preseason rankings had them ranked as the worst defense in the NFL. A couple of them now, as the season has gone on, they've moved up a little bit, but it's still not great. Uh, Basically, a lot of what I read was they don't have one particular guy that's really a leader on defense. They've seen some guys kind of step up and emerge a little bit, but ever since they traded Mack away, 
They don't have that one guy. So that's kind of the takeaway that I got from it. Their pass defense is a little bit of a mess, which I know Dusty's going to talk a little bit more about. Their run defense is a little bit of a mess, so I'm kind of hoping that either Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams, they've both the past two weeks, uh, Jones the week before and Williams this week, have been able to kind of find those gaps they needed, and it looked they both looked good. So I'm hoping that either both of them or at least one of them can take advantage of their poor run defense and really have a good game. Outstanding. Dusty, I am going to jump in before you and tell you what I'm looking for because you're going to break some stuff down and make us both look like fools. So I'm just going to go with my uh, generic aspect of what I'm looking for before you break down, break everything down in a really good way. So I'm uh, the last one, so I'm the last one they hear, so they know that I'm good. They just remember you guys were garbage. Is that how we're doing Exactly. This? Okay, well, cool. Okay, this awesome. is one of those times where we will 100% admit that, though, because you're just <laughs> super good at this. So <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. See, this is one of the things, like, I can, we can prop you up for this, but if we had you try to host the show, you'd sound like a blubbering fool. So we don't do that. Like, we set you up to be in a good position, right? That's fair. Yeah. No, yeah that's, that's, that's totally that's fair. fair. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a backhanded slap at all. It's okay. It's okay. I feel great. Um, it's all accurate. It's fine. What I'm looking for right now is what defense shows up for the Raiders, because they have been Jekyll and Hyde pretty much throughout the entire season. They started off by beating the Broncos and only giving up 16 points. Then they lost to the Chiefs, giving up 28. Uh, they lost to the Vikings, giving up 34. Then they beat the Colts, giving up 24. And then they were another version of Jekyll and Hyde in the Raiders game where they played some great defense in the beginning and then started giving things away at the end. So I have no clue what defense is going to show up. Um, I think having to travel from London back home – then back to Green Bay, I don't think that's something that you want to do as an NFL team, and especially coming from the West Coast, coming to the Midwest, you know, time differences, like, they're going to be all over the board. So I happen to think their defense is not going to be that great, and the Packers are going to kind of take advantage of that. So that's kind of a hint towards the score prediction that we'll do next, but uh, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I just want to see what defense shows up from the Oakland, so. Dusty, hit us with your uh, your actual, actual knowledge that you have. All right, so what I do every week is I look to see, okay, what do the Packers do well, and then what does the other defense not do quite as well? And it, it, a lot of times that takes me down a kind of – kind of chasing down a rabbit hole. You're saying, okay, well, you're, good, you're good here, you're bad here, but where are your good spots here and there? Or what kind of helps make this up? And so uh, that's, that's kind of what I end up looking at every week. And so I usually start – where I start every week – is the Football Outsiders uh, DVOA. I look at the, the Packers kind of offense breakdown, and then I look at the, the opponent defense breakdown. And if, if you're not familiar, uh, Football Outsiders DVOA, DVOA stands for a Defense Adjusted Value Over Average, which which basically takes um, – you know, you're not looking at – if you're looking at, like, total numbers, total stats and everything, it doesn't necessarily tell the whole story because, you know, passing stats can be elevated. If you're down, you're throwing stuff in garbage time and all that. And so what this does is this, as the season goes on, you essentially are taking – kind of each team looked how each team did and then adjusting that based on how the defense looked as a whole. So that's what that's DVOA. That's what that does. So it kind of gives, uh, for me, I trust that a lot. It kind of, it, it gives kind of an overarching view of, of all of these areas. So that's where I start. So 
The Raiders have the sixth-ranked rush defense in the league coming into this game, but the 18th-ranked pass defense. Uh, so then you look at that versus the Packers. The Packers have the fifth-ranked rushing offense, which is good, but again, the, the, the Raiders have the sixth-ranked rush defense, and the tenth-ranked passing offense. So that's your strength. Is your passing offense is tenth, going against the Raiders' 18th-ranked passing defense. So I kind of wanted to see maybe why that worked, why that happened. Um, so... Uh, I expect the Raiders will run a little bit, but I do want to focus on the passing game. So one of the reasons, one of the things that went down was the pressure rate. Uh, Raiders are pressuring quarterbacks on 26.7% of their dropbacks, which is 22nd in the league. Um, there's 32 teams in the league, guys, so 22nd in anything is not very great. Um, they only have 54 total pressures on the year among all their players, 54 total. Uh, a little perspective, the Packers have 57 pressures among their top four players. And we were talking about this uh, before. So I'll just name those off. That's the Smiths, Kyler Fackrell, and Kenny Clark. Uh, and the Packers, actually, if we want to go down that road, have 89 total pressures to the Raiders' 50, 54. So That's wow. better. That's better, right? It's more numbers. It's a that higher number. You're good at this. Analysis. You're Hashtag good at this. analysis. Hashtag analysis. So... So the Packers are going up against, again, the, the 22nd-ranked uh, pressure rate defense in the league. Per NFL Next Gen stats, Rodgers is the second in the league with time to throw with 2.94 seconds per dropback. Now, he is getting pressured. Uh, he's getting pressured 31.3% of the time, which is 23rd in the league. But what this tells me is that he's, you know, we, we know he's able to buy a little time. So we've got a Raiders pressure uh, or a defense that can't pressure that oppressively, and Rodgers, who is very good at buying time. So he should be able to find avenues to escape, prolong the play a little if he needs to. But will he need to prolong the play? Because who's who's he throwing at? It's bad cornerbacks. They've got, now if we're going to go to the Football Outsiders cornerback charting, they've got Daryl Worley, the Raiders do, who's legitimately good. If we're looking at kind of uh, yards, per, yards allowed per reception, Worley is allowing only 4.1 yards per pass, which is 14th in the league. 14th in the league. After Worley, their next two starting cornerbacks are uh, Conley and Mullen. Conley is averaging 10.4 yards per pass, which is 124th in the league. And Mullen is averaging 13.8 yards per pass, which is 144th in the league. There are only 153 qualifying <laughs> cornerbacks in this data set, and the Raiders as their starters are trotting out number 124 and 144 out of 153. That's not great. So what this tells me, kind of coming out of the end here, Rodgers doesn't have a lot of weapons. We just talked about Ryan Grant. But, you know, they're, they're out Adams. They're likely out Allison. Lazard looked good, but he's a rookie. You don't know how he's going to be. Shepard had a really, really rough game. So you don't really have the, uh, just an absolute wealth of, wealth of weapons. But he's still Aaron Rodgers. And he's going up a, up against a defense that can't generate pressure on a consistent basis and also can't cover anybody. That's that 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 seems pretty good. That seems like a pretty good recipe for success, doesn't it? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I think I could be. I think I can get on board with the Packers' victory. I can too. The, you know, I will say the Raiders coming off a bye. Um, that's two straight teams coming off a bye weeks for the Packers. I don't love that. They're not coming off a bye. They played in London. Yeah, they could play, played in London two weeks ago. Really. Yeah. Uh, I'm look looking at me. up right now to make sure that I'm not an idiot. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't. They got last week off, so the, they had the Lions coming off a bye. And now, not only are they coming off a bye, the Raiders are coming off a bye, which, double-check that, yes, coming off a bye. Uh, they're coming off a bye, and they've got the Packers on a short week because the Packers played on Monday night. So that does concern me a little bit, but these things line up enough to where I'm, I'm fairly confident that the Packers are in a pretty good game. Well, look at me being a fool. 
That has never happened on this podcast. Who before. could have seen such a thing? Never <laughs> happened before. I don't know. This is why we go to Dusty for all the good knowledge, and me for all of the hot garbage takes. You know, that's pretty much the way it breaks down. So we've got our roles. In this exactly. Thing, so. Exactly. We all understand our role in this podcast. That's right. It works out pretty well. It does. Score prediction time, so let's jump right into it. Uh, Dusty, Sarah, and I all predicted that the Packers would win this this last week, and they did. So Dusty and I are on top of the leaderboard, five and one. Sarah sitting right behind us, four and two. So uh, since we all were winners last time, uh, Dusty, what do you got for me? I'm going to go, so I just went through all that stuff. I feel good about this Packers offense. I do think even with the Raiders' defense uh, tracking a little well, uh, or a little better by DVOA, based on kind of how the running game is starting to go, especially with Jamal Williams back and looking as good as he did, I think they're going to be able to do a little bit of both. They're going to be able to run and pass. I feel really, really good about this. Oh, and also the Raiders' main offense is check downs, so they're going to have to look out for that, and also a run game. But the Packers have been better about shutting down the run game. So I'm going big Packers win, man. I'm going 31-17. I'm going 31-17 in a game that is not as close as that score makes it seem. Okay. Sarah? I have Packers winning 34-21. I think that they're actually going to start off well. They're going to come out, and they're going to look good, but then it'll kind of, like, flax off. They'll kind of relax a bit. I feel like that's either the trend. They either come out, and they're slow, and then they kind of catch up, or they come out, and they look great, and then they kind of just look okay. So I feel like they're going to come out, they'll have a pretty decent lead right off the bat, and then they'll let up some points, but it won't be enough. So that's why I have them at 34-21. All right. And I am going to round us out with a Packers victory going 30-20. to I think it's, in a weird way, it's going to mirror a little bit of the Lions game. However, it's going to be uh, take out all of the bad stuff. In a, as, as, as if you can say it like that, I've just, you know, there won't be as many mental mistakes. Um, but I think, you know, they'll give up one or two touchdowns. They'll give up a couple of field goals, but nothing backbreaking. And the offense will continue just to kind of flow nicely. Like they had some really good long drives, which I can see happening again. Uh, you don't have that huge play threat uh, with, with Adams gone, with Allison gone, like those guys aren't there. So, It'll be some 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 dinking, some dunking, you know, some calculated shots down the field. But I feel confident the Packers will continually do some good things on offense. Their defense will keep holding up as as well as they do, and we'll be looking at some six and one Packers. Yes, sir. So that kind of wraps everything up. We'll do what we always do. We'll have some final thoughts for the week. We know I know Dusty's got some stuff for me, so I. Sarah, have you uh, have you percolated during this podcast recording? Have you come up with anything? No, I haven't. I don't have a final thought. Um, just for you, Steve, I'm not going to have a final thought. Just go, Pat, go. I hope we win this weekend. I can't believe we're 5-1 because I never would have thought at this point we'd be 5-1. So I'm really hyped, and I hope it keeps going. That's it. All right, Dusty, break it down for me. What do you got? Man, we finally buckled down and got tickets, me and uh, me and two of my brothers. We are going to be in Green Bay for Week 15, the home closer, Woo-hoo! Packers-Bears. Thrilled. Thrilled. We were up last year for the Falcons game. Uh, this is late in the season. I think that was Philbin's first game, so was, uh, you know McCarthy had just been fired. Had kind of a different feel to it. Uh, but this year, we all sit in 5-1. You know, the Bears... Bears are froggy enough to where you could see them making a run at the division. They'll probably be right there. That could be a big game, and we'll be in Green Bay. So I'm, man, thrilled. 
thrilled. We were kind of talking about it. So the fact that we actually are getting tickets now um, feels real. Feels real. Uh, so I've got that, which is thrilling. Uh, and then I've got just stuff coming out this week. Uh, today, this is Thursday when this comes out, I've got my normal kind of uh, passing article coming up on Cheesehead TV where I go through, I think, six plays. Six plays this week. I just wrote it not long ago. I should remember this. Uh, got a couple, got a couple of mesh variations in there. Last week I broke down a uh, Mercedes Lewis screen off of a look that they had traditionally done uh, kind of a levels concept off of, that they went counter to that. And so this week we saw them kind of run a variation off of that, playing off of that, that Lewis screen now. So we're starting to see a little bit more of this um, LaFleur building. building. He had his tendencies, and now he's building variations off his variations. So every week we're seeing more of this. So that's really exciting. Uh, so that's coming out today. And then tomorrow over on Packer Report, I do a deepish dive into the – Aaron Jones dropped touchdown. That play is a uh, – uh, it came up a, a few years ago. Uh, I think it was, it was developed by North Dakota State, the coach of North Dakota State at the time, and his running back was called Chase Morlock, which is just a dope name. Just a dope, dope <laughs> name. And uh, uh, Ross Uglum, Packaday's Ross Uglum, you know, was kind of writing, was writing for them at the time, and that was dubbed the Chase Morlock wheel. It's a really cool concept. It's basically uh, kind of a post-wheel concept, except that the wheel goes up the seam. Uh, and it's been super successful over the past few years. Packers ran it last year. Tennessee ran it last year. Rams were huge on it. I just absolutely adore that concept. Uh, and so it didn't work this week, but I do go into kind of in-depth about um, – was that the Aaron Jones? Uh, that was drop. the Aaron Jones drop one, yeah. But the, but the concept itself is awesome. It is something we're going to see again, and kind of um, maybe like kind of getting a little bit of the history of that, and kind of why that works uh, the way it does, and and we're going to and why we're going to be seeing in the future. So that'll be on Friday. So I'm pretty excited about that. So that's what I yeah, got. Yeah, that that, uh, that didn't cost me a fantasy football victory at all, or anything like that. That I'm sure there. it didn't cost anyone a fantasy no, football victory. No, it did. That the uh, the Aaron Rodgers uh, quote interception that was uh, <laughs> off of Darius Shepard's face mask. I mean, that one's that one's really on Rodgers. He should have thrown it hard enough to lodge it right into his face mask and not have to worry about him bobbling it. I thought he should have thrown it like lower, knowing he was going to slip. But I like the throwing it harder and lodging it. That's a that's mm-hmm. a better option, I think. I think that would have been the, that that would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my final thoughts, I am going to do some uh, do a, a Twitter deep dive for everybody because uh, I love Packers Twitter. Um, it's a lot of fun. They always come up with some crazy ass ideas that make me laugh. But there is one person that is on uh, that, that that is a big fan of the Bears that we just. Everybody on Packers Twitter needs to stop engaging because I feel like this guy does all this on purpose, and I'm sure you'll you'll know exactly who I'm about to talk about. But he was suspended recently. He got a new account for EJ Jones. He's just a jackass. Stop, stop. Like he baits Packers fans nonstop with stupid ass things that he says, and everybody goes in on it. Everybody goes in on it, and it gives him exactly what the guy wants. Like he wants the reactions, he wants that arguing and the and the stupid things going back and forth and back and forth. Like today, he posted about how the Packers should be two and four. The Packers should be two and four because the refs gifted the uh, Packers like three wins. Stupid ass stuff. But we like continually go in on this guy, like. And, and argue like it's gonna change his mind. He's a Bears fan. That's all he's ever gonna love. He's never gonna. He's never going to say, "Oh, you know what? That's a valid point. The Packers are a good team." 
No. I honestly never. thought you were going to say he's a Bears fan, so he's never going to know true love. I thought that's, <laughs> thought that's where you were going with that, Steve. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. It's fair. He probably won't. I mean, he probably won't. It just, it's one of those things that bugs me because I don't follow him, yet he pops up on my feed so often because yeah. so many people argue with him. And I say, like, let's just stop. The Packers are 5-1. and one. They're on top of the division. Let him rant all he wants about the Packers and how they're a horrible team and the Smiths were a bad signing and all this kind of stuff. And just enjoy the fact that they're five and one. Yeah, that's that's where I end my rant. Uh, five and one. Who cares about literally any other team at this point? Besides, like looking forward to maybe what will happen. I I waste very little of my time paying attention to what another team is doing or what another team's fan base is doing because I don't. Got my own team. I don't. I don't care about them. It does not matter to me one bit. I completely agree. I just. I just want to see him stop popping up in my timeline as much. Just mute him or I, I know, him, man. That's, just true. Him. I, that's true. I can't. I didn't know if I'm not following. I can still mute somebody. That's true. I mute people. I've muted quite a few people. I once blocked a guy that I didn't follow just simply because uh, there was like a paid ad that kept popping up on my feed, and I didn't like the ad, and so I just I blocked him because I don't want to see it anymore. Oh, I did that as well. I've done that as well. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, uh, unfortunately, the Packers won again this week, so that means I have to do something on the uh, the lines of traditions. (laughs) So I love you guys very much. (laughs) It's getting worse. It's getting Uh, worse. I can't even look you guys in the eyes right now. (laughs) He stares down at his desk. It's like... You can. Did, I wish you guys could see his face. Did you see him, Sarah? Because I feel like he was covering his eyes that time when he said it. <laughs> no, I was just looking down at my notes and like, I can't make eye contact with Dusty and tell him I love him. That's just like uber creepy. So, <laughs> yeah, we're just not doing that. We're not doing that. So, um, yeah. Sarah, you're cool with. Sarah, I didn't. Look, I didn't look at Sarah either. Okay. No. Right, okay, no okay. I don't want to look at either of you two and say I love you. That's fine. This is on you. It was but you do. But no. it's you know, a tradition's a tradition. Until the until the Packers lose, I got to keep doing it. I do like that you started it just simply to confuse us and get a weird oh, reaction, and so now funny. you can't. Now you cannot yeah. stop yourself. Your like you blocked, you blocked yourself standing. into this. Sarah's like, what? It was really confusing. It was yeah, really it was. confusing. I know. I just want to mess with you guys, and now it's uh, something that's just got to keep going on. So. Until the Packers lose, we'll keep doing it. So fifteen and one Super Bowl season. Hey, um, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes, man. Apparently, I, I, I wield more power than I realize. Just a little worse. By the end of it, you're gonna have your daughter. You're gonna make her come in and tell it to say, "Can you tell them I love you? I can't do it anymore. I literally cannot do this." No, anymore. I can't do that because I that then that would not be me saying it, and then they would lose. I'm thrilled to see how this how this plays out, Steve. I know a fifteen and one Super Bowl season, man. I think it's uh, it's the way it's gonna happen. So. Mm-hmm. It's been fun. We'll talk next week and catch you guys up on everything that's going on in the Packerland. Uh, make sure to follow us all on Twitter at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller 4, at Steve Perrach, and as always at Packaday Podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. And as always, go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.